The Hokkaidoi Breakfast Show with Connor Kitto Podcast. Now joining me on the phone is the political reporter from News Talk ZB, Aaron Darmot. Good morning. Good morning, Connor. Finally, I'm back here in Wellington. Last time I think we talked, I was uh, up north in Kirikiri, but the campaign's over. We're back home. <laughs> You're not the only one in Wellington. I mean, there's a bunch of national MPs, newly MPs or, or past MPs that have gathered together for the National Caucus meeting today. Some big decisions to come potentially. Well, there's two big caucus meetings today. We've got Labour and we've got National. Right. But of course, two really big caucus meetings for two really different reasons. Labour, they're looking at, well, what are the options? How can we form this government? We've got the majority. We've got the mandate. Do we enter into a coalition or a confidence and supply or even just a memorandum of understanding with the Green Party or do we go it alone? I mean, this is a great position uh, to be mm. in for the Labour Party, but still really big questions because obviously you do want to keep that Green Party on side. We understand uh, Jacinda Ardern, she met with the Green Party co-leaders on Monday. And so now the ball starts to slowly get rolling on how that looks. No, uh, a whole different story, isn't it? I, I mean, a catastrophic election campaign, a calamity of an election result on Saturday night. And, uh, and today they pick through the pieces of this disastrous mm. uh, campaign. Uh, 21 MPs uh, are gone. They are at Parliament today. They have about five minutes to talk about, well, their experiences as an MP, but also any concerns they may have. And, uh, and then, of course, well, this party, this caucus will dissect exactly where it went wrong. I don't think um, any words will be saved today, if you like. Mm. It'll be all out on the table. One thing to note, though, Connor, there will not be an election, uh, sorry, a, a leadership challenge today. We, okay. we don't expect that national constitution that uh, basically imp- implies that they have to implement that after the final results are counted. That's the 6th of November. Okay, that's interesting to know because there was obviously rumours circling about that some people in the National Party lost confidence in Judith Collins after the election, maybe a little bit unfair, and they were wanting Christopher Luxon to take over already, even though he's only just started off his political career. He, he's kept pretty tight-lipped. I know he arrived yesterday here in Wellington at Parliament to, oh, on the, 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 thir- the first day of school for the new kids, <laughs> and, uh, and, and he, he basically said, look, no, I, I trust Judith Collins, I back Judith Collins. Uh, but not quite completely ruling out a leadership challenge in the future. Mm. It's understood that he's been told to lie, lie low for a bit, to, to just keep doing what he's doing and to just get his feet on the ground, get his feet under the desk. But then who knows? As these weeks, as these months go on, we just don't know what the lay of the land will look like. And, uh, and yeah, as soon as those final votes are in, as soon as National knows, yep, for sure, we are on this much percent and this is how we've, uh, we've well capitulated this election, uh, then heads could roll. We have to talk about the result for Labour over the weekend. You look in the South Island, every single electorate they won in the party vote, even in staunch National Party electorates such as Southland, where I am, and Invercargill. It's just outstanding, but you have to question whether or not strategic voting was a role in that. An absolute bloodbath on Saturday night. I was at National Party uh, headquarters, and I tell you what, uh, hardly anyone turned up for the first uh, one or two hours. I think up until nine o'clock that night, the event started at seven. Melissa Lee was the only MP that was there. And you just could only imagine. And then you obviously saw after the coverage and the scenes at Labour Party headquarters, 
a huge night for Labour to get the mm. mandate to be able to govern alone. You know, there was there was the whole talk, especially from the right, from Judith Collins, to say, don't... I mean, she was asking for two-text blue, but also there were mentions of this wealth tax, the Greens. We don't want a Greens Labour government. Well, lucky for her and lucky for a lot of people, <laughs> they don't have a, a Greens Labour government. Instead, if strategic voting was at play, they've managed to um, catapult Labour into a, a, a majority a governing mandate. And I think Judith Collins and, and National will be looking potentially at that as well and going, well, was that the right attack line? We just don't know about the numbers and the strategic voting makeup yeah. until potentially much, much later. There are obviously uh, people that look at the results, they, they dissect the results, they take them apart. Um, but that comes months, if not years, after the election has taken place. So, uh, so for now, we can only elude and infer uh, that potentially there were some people on the right that swayed to the left purely because they didn't want the Greens in, 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 uh, in power. Important to note too, Connor, is, is, is that sway, of course, means Labour really has to be quite centrist mm. this term if they want to keep those voters. And, and there's already been talk about the challenge that, uh, that could come in 2023 yeah. because those voters, if national regroups, if national gets... Um, gets back on back well into their into their prime, then potentially those voters go okay. We've been with Labour for three years. They've they, you know they've been a bit too left for us. We'll go back to the right, and then that 2023 challenge could be quite interesting. If you're Jacinda Ardern and the Labour Party, you're looking to 2023. What are things you want to get done to make sure that you get re-elected that year? I know they've just been re-elected now, but you know you've always got to look to the future. Look. Uh, uh, I wouldn't even pinpoint anything specific. I just think delivery. And it's as simple as that. They've been uh, lambasted for a lack of delivery over the last three years. Yeah, and, yeah. and arguably, you know, you have to look at it from their perspective. Arguably, they may well have a point. New Zealand first being that uh, handbrake on progress. Uh, you know, the Greens also trying to sort of trying to manoeuvre their things in there. It sort of was it was there were a lot of cooks in the kitchen in the last government. But this time, Labour, and I do think Labour will potentially enter a confidence and supply agreement or a memorandum of understanding with the Greens. I think it is very unlikely that they will enter into a coalition because, as Jacinda Ardern said, well, they don't really need to. No. And, and important to note here, too, Kiwis have given Labour the mandate to govern. So, as, as politicians always say, the voters are always right. And if you listen to the voters, they want a Labour government. So... In these next three years, it's all about delivery. It's all about progress. They now have the mandate. They have the majority. They should be able to push through and to pass and to implement everything that they want to do. The question is, can they do it? And that'll really tell you the story in 2023. Just finally, Aaron, there were some very big winners and some very big losers over the weekend. A loser, case in point, Jerry Brownlee, but a winner, Chloe Swarbrick up in Auckland. Incredible to see, as it was being labelled, and I'm not sure if you agree with this labelling, a generational shift this year in the election. I mean, I think, I look at Chloe Swarbrick in Auckland Central and I go, that is absolutely a generational shift. But I think mm. also what it indicates is, and she said this herself, is that grassroots campaigning, boots on the ground, doing the work, connecting with people from all walks of life. This is Auckland Central we're talking about, Connor. Mm. This is national. This is blue. This is, these are business people, but also these are students. 
and these are young people. And what Chloe Swarbrick did was a well, she ran a brilliant campaign, it must be said. She she already knew weeks and months ago, this is how many votes I need to take off this candidate and this candidate for me to win. And I'm going to target the young people that haven't registered, that are now registered, that can now vote. And she won. And it's just the most incredible campaigning story, I think, of this election because mm. no one expected it. You know, people rated Chloe Swarbrick, people rate Chloe Swarbrick as an MP, but they just didn't think that Auckland Central would turn green. It hasn't turned red. It hasn't stayed blue. It's turned green. And I think that is, is almost reflective of how this election has gone across the country. This country has gone left, but it's also stayed, as I said before, just a little bit centrist. Mm. And for Chloe Swarbrick, who definitely is on the left, it'll be interesting to see what she does in that Auckland central seat, which of course has very typically been right. And finally, Aaron, let's look at the referendums, the cannabis and the right to die referendums. We don't find out the results of those for another couple of weeks, do we? No. So those results, uh, of course, people on, on Saturday, Sunday, some ask you, well, where are these results? But some people only voted in the cannabis or end of life choice referendum. Mm. No, we wait uh, on those votes. First glimpse, October 30. So end of this month right. is the first time we get those preliminary referendum results. That basically is based on the ordinary vote. So you think on election night we got the effectively the preliminary election results. Those final election results, you know, confirmed with special votes, they come in then on November 6th, which is in the same date that those re- referendum results are confirmed as well. So we, we just have a little bit more to wait, mm-hmm. but there is still this political uh, football, if you like, does not stop. We continue, we keep playing, and uh, on uh, October 30, we get the referendum results. On November 6th, all those final results uh, are wrapped up, we, then, we, then we have them confirmed, and then, of course, in November, Parliament will sit again and mm. looking very different to a couple of months ago. Aaron Darman, political reporter for News Talk ZB. I really appreciate your time this morning. Have a good day. Yeah, you too. Catch you later. Stay in the know with the Hokanui Breakfast with Connor Kitto podcast.